Thank you. Well, hello. Um, so as Pastor Neil just said, my name is Ruby and I was one of the students that was um, graduated last year from North Pine. And yeah, I am so excited to preach today and I love what you guys are doing here. I love Refresh. I love that you guys have grown since I've last been here and it's just awesome and it's such an honour to um, have been asked to come back and preach. And so, yeah, I just really pray that whatever comes out of my mouth this morning isn't just my own babble and isn't just my own ideas and my own thoughts, but that what comes out of my mouth is completely God-breathed and that it really has the hand of God upon it and that it's going to go out and actually touch someone's life here this morning. And um, yeah, I just, and I also pray that whatever I say that it's real and I'm going to get a bit real and a bit honest with you this morning and so I hope that's okay with you and that, um, yeah, and that it's all good in Jesus' name. And so, yeah, as you guys have been... As I've heard, you guys have been doing Soldier Athlete Farmer for the past few weeks, and so I'm finishing off the series with um, the farmer or the sower, and I specifically wanted to speak about the power of a seed. And like I said, whenever I preach, I pray that I'm real and that I'm honest, and so I wanted to share something with you, and that is that for this message in particular, the power of a seed, um, I really struggled actually really struggled pulling together my thoughts of what I was going to say and what I was actually going to speak and deliver this morning. And it wasn't because I wasn't prepared. And I've been, I've been excited about this message for weeks. And especially because I love the analogy of sowing a seed. I love that analogy. And I think in the excitement of it all, um, I think, I don't know, I somehow developed the belief that whatever I brought this morning, it had to be you know, absolutely perfect and it had to be an absolute God-given masterpiece. And um, the result of such a belief is that I began conjuring up a thousand and one ideas that began swimming around in my mind and bumping off each other and colliding and intertwining and tangling and getting muddled. And I ended up writing numerous drafts for this particular message, which I'm speaking right now, but none of them felt right and none of them felt good enough, good enough. And anyway, long story short, it came to yesterday and I still had nothing written. And like anyone, I was a mess and I was stressing and I was panicking. And it came to the point where I just picked up my sister Jess from school and we'd gotten home and she'd gone in the house and I stayed out on the street in my car having my own little pity party <laughs> and praying very pitiful prayers like, oh, woe is me. God, I'm never going to preach again. And... Anyway, I, I finally pulled myself together and I just said, God, I just commit this to you. And it was in that moment that God actually spoke to me about what I'm about to speak to you right now. And that is, he, he just said to me, he pressed, impressed so strongly upon my heart. And he just said, you know, Ruby, I never asked you to sow what isn't already in your hand. I never asked you to sow what isn't already in your hand. You know, throughout the Bible, there is this, this constant concept of sowing seed. You know, in the Old Testament, um, there's so many different stories that, um, you know, throughout the Old Testament, so many different stories of people who have sowed seeds and who have yielded an incredible harvest. And then in the New Testament, um, you know, Jesus talks constantly about the parable of the sower. He talks about the analogy of the seed, um, particularly the, the very well-known parable of the mustard seed. And that's from Matthew 13, 31. And he says, 
Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. And though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. And I love that. And I read that specifically because it's exactly what I'm talking about today. And that is that the concept of sowing this tiny, insignificant piece of matter, a seed, you know, this concept of sowing that to reap an incredible harvest is not only an earthly principle, but it's very much a heavenly principle. And unfortunately, it's also a principle that we tend to forget due to the society that we live in. You see, we live in a society that's very instant. It's very instant. I call it insta-world. And, and you know, we're conditioned to believe that anything that does not reap an immediate harvest is not worth our time. You know, you think about Instagram and you think about things like the microwave and the way we communicate and, and SMSs and, you know, just, just the way that we communicate in general. It's so instant. We hardly have to wait for anything. And speaking on behalf of my generation, I think sometimes we forget that there are some things in this world that ex still exist where the time period between the cause and effect exceeds more than a split second. And in terms of what I'm saying today, perhaps the biggest culprits in our society are the TV shows like Backyard Blitz or The Block or House Rules. And the reason why I say that is because it's in these shows where, and if you watch it, you'll know, that they have like a week to conjure up this incredible work of art, masterpiece of a backyard. And you don't see them there with their little thing of soil. You don't see them there planting their little seeds because they only have a week. No, you see them there bringing these massive, pre-grown, amazing, extravagant trees and things that are already bearing fruit. And I'm exaggerating here, but I think it's things like this in our society that cultivate in us the idea, that cultivate in us the idea that, yeah, anything that is, that does not reap an immediate harvest is not worth our time. And they cultivate the idea that we should put aside our seeds and we should wait until insta-trees magically fall from the heavens before we bother planting anything. And I hope you're following this because at the moment my mind's a bit all over the place. But yeah, it's these, it's these, it's these things within our society that cause us to underestimate the power of a seed within our hands. You see, I think sometimes in our insta-world mentality, we easily forget that from the very beginning, our Creator intended for great things to begin with a seemingly insignificant small seed. Note the word small, i.e. something that anyone of any age and any maturity can easily carry and sow when need be. You know, we need to make sure that we don't underestimate the power of the seed already in our hands. We need to make sure we don't underestimate the power of a word of encouragement or the power of a simple act of kindness or generosity or the power of the mere act of going out of our way to acknowledge someone or the power of, of worshipping freely so others can be inspired to worship God passionately and freely too or the power of sharing the revelations we've learnt on the journey so far, or the power of speaking boldly about how, we, how amazed we are at what God has been doing in our lives, 
You know, the power of offering to pray for someone who's struggling. The power of doing even the small everyday things to the glory of God. And I believe that anything we do, any deed, any action, whether big or small, that we do for the glory of God and align with His will, you know, has the power and has the potential to be of eternal use. Eternal use. And, you know, this, this concept, it's such a kind of simple concept. It's a simple concept and it's a simple idea that what is in our hands could be of eternal use. You know, a word of encouragement could be of eternal use. But how often do we forget that? And how often do we let the seeds in our hand go to waste? How often do we disregard or push aside the things in our hands because in our humanity we fail to see its potential and therefore fail to believe that he could be significant and of value to someone? You know, the most underestimated seeds throughout history, I would say would have to be the beans from Jack and the Beanstalk. And if you know the story, um, in Jack and the Beanstalk... So they have this family cow and Jack goes off to the little town and he sells the cow for some magic beans. And like any mother, when Jack came home, his mother was absolutely furious that Jack would do such a thing and trade in his family cow for a bunch of useless, insignificant seeds. Yet little did the mother know that that night those seeds would grow into a giant beanstalk that would touch the heavens. And oddly and strangely enough, that story actually reminds me of a story from the Bible. And it's actually the story of Zacchaeus. And you wouldn't guess it, but this, yeah, they're actually very similar. And and this is why. If you know the story of Zacchaeus, he was a very small little man. You know, Zacchaeus was a little wee man, a little wee man was he. Yeah, you know know the song, you know the story. And, um, And yeah, so he was this wee little man and Jesus was in town And he couldn't see over the crowds, and so he climbed up a a sycamore tree to see Jesus. And as the story goes, Jesus saw him, and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to have dinner with you tonight. And and so he did. And anyway, Zacchaeus ended up turning his whole entire life around and repenting from his greedy ways and and giving giving back to the people from whom he had stolen from and giving back even more than what he had stolen. And um. And the reason why that's significant is because back in those times, in the times of Jericho, sycamore trees were actually intentionally planted along the road, roads of Jericho. And they were intentionally planted so that travelers could come fast and eat the fruit of the sycamore trees. And the reason why that, I tell you that, is because it meant that someone, years before the moment of Zacchaeus, had to consciously get a seed and plant it in the ground. And like Jack's mother had no idea that those beans would one day grow into a massive beanstalk that would touch the heavens. In the same way, I bet you that the person who planted that seed, that of the tree that Zacchaeus climbed years later, I bet you that they had no idea that one day the seed they were planting would help someone see Jesus. You know, in my life personally, I know for a fact that my life personally has been a succession of different people coming into my life and sowing seeds. And the seeds that they've sown, they haven't been extravagant, massive, you know, massive things that have kind of, I don't know, just smashed to pieces my life at that time and put it back together in this wondrous, amazing way. You know, they weren't extravagant things. They were small seeds, small words of encouragement. 
You know, I remember in year seven, going to my first ever summer camp. And I remember so vividly this one moment when I was looking around and my friends, a group of friends, had actually gotten together and they decided that they would pray for me. And I remember in that moment just hearing their prayers, you know, wash over me about, you know, my purpose and what I would do in the future and, you know, how God, the thoughts that God had towards me. I remember it was that moment that planted a seed deep in my heart which put me on a path where I was set and I wasn't moving from that path and I wasn't going to look to the left or the right. I was going to stick to the path that would lead home, that would lead home to Jesus. I remember driving in my car one time with my dad and I don't know how old I was. I was probably about um, nine or ten. And I remember my dad, he spoke these words to me and I've, I've never forgotten them. And he said, you know, Rubes, um, in life always do your best and always put God first. And I remember those words, you know, I've never, those words have never left me. And I believe that that was a moment. It was just a moment. It was just an insignificant sentence that my dad said to me one day. But it planted a seed in me, which I've kept with me ever since, that is, I believe has really shaped and determined my life ever since. You know, I remember one night, for those in youth, I remember one night when my youth leader drove all the way to my house, which was ages away from her place, just to pick me up so that she could hang with me, hang out with me that night. And I remember being so touched that my youth leader would do that when I was back in year eight. But what I distinctly remember is the conversation we had very briefly as I was getting out of the car. And the words she spoke over me then are the words that I still remember to this day that still remind me of my identity and my value and my purpose in life. You know, it was a split moment. That is one of the moments in my life that I believe has determined me and shaped me, you know, an insignificant seed which has reaped a a massive harvest in my eyes. You know, even just being at school in year 12 and having encouragement spoken into my life by Pastor Muzz who's here and Neil and Simo and even Mr. Cahoon. I remember what you said to me on the night of formal. (laughs) I won't repeat it. He's really funny. But anyway, it's just things like that where, where I bet you people, when, people, when pe- those people spoke those words into my life, they had no idea how much it would impact me. But you know the insignificance of one seed, of one word of encouragement, of one act of generosity, you know? So insignificant, yet so impacting. And lastly, even the littlest of things. Like the other day, I was on the phone to my best friend who lives in Canberra. And she was telling me about a person she had met and telling me about how they were so carefree and they just didn't care what people thought. They were just running their own race, keeping their eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, you know, following the call, chasing the call that God had placed upon their life. And I didn't even know the person. Like, I wasn't even talking to the person. I was talking to my best friend who was telling me about the person. Yet that has placed a seed in me, which has inspired me to be carefree, not care what people think of me, and just keep my eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. You know, and that's my life and my experience, but I want you to think about your life. You know, what are the things, what are the seeds, what are the things in your life that have shaped you and that have kept you, you know, in in relationship with God, that have kept you coming back to church, or that have kept you, you know, hopeful, there's so little hope in our world today, but what, you know, what are the seeds that people have placed in your life that have kept you hopeful? 
you know, if you really think about it, you'll, you'll realize that most of them, most of them will be just tiny little seeds that people placed here and there without even realizing it, but little things here and there that have shaped you to be who you are today. You know, what a beautiful thing that God has designed our earth to operate in a way where every great thing begins with someone sowing a seed. And, you know, we are the, like I said before, we are the the living, walking, breathing, talking products of our experiences and of all the different seeds, all the different words and all the different experiences that we've, um, you know, absorbed over the years. And sometimes those things are negative and unfortunately, even though they're negative, they can still be just as, if not more, impacting. But I just want to, you know, propose to you tonight, you know, what if we actually tuned our hearts and reserved our hearts for only the seeds that would actually build us up and make us the people who God has called us to be from the beginning? You know, what if we actually decided and consciously made the decision to filter out the seeds that we let grow deep in our hearts? You know, if we reserved our hearts for the words of God and the truth of God and God alone, never underestimate the power of a seed, especially a seed that has been planted in your life for the sake of bringing glory to God. And so I've kept my message short and just to finish, my question to you is this. You know, will, will we be the people who would look at what, it, what is in our hands, whatever God's put there, whether it just be, you know, the ability to acknowledge someone walking past or wave at someone or smile at someone or, or cook a meal for someone, will we be people who look at that in our hands and underestimate the power of, of that? Or will we be people who actually see it with God's eyes and see the potential and what it could be and what it could actually do in someone's life and how it could bring glory to God. You know? Will we be people in our day-to-day lives who choose to believe that the small seeds we hold have the potential to be absolutely game-changing for someone? You know, trees and plants, finish on this note, trees and plants, they come and go. They come and go, but the one thing that stays effective even after they're gone is the seed that they pass on to start the next generation and I think it's very much the same in our lives you know we come and go and we you know flutter in and out of people's lives but the one thing that can remain effective even after we're gone says in the bible that our lives are but passing shadows and it's you know the one thing that can remain effective even after we're gone is the seed that we choose to sow into the people's lives around us in the present moment you know, and maybe this is a message in itself, but the seed, a seed is crucial to the next generation. A seed is so crucial to the next generation. That's just food for thought. Never underestimate the power of a seed and what God has already placed in your hand. So I'm just going to pray and then we'll go. So Lord God, I, I just pray, Father, that you would give each of us here in this room a massive revelation, Lord God, of the value and the beauty and the power of what you have already placed in our hands, Lord God. I pray that we wouldn't go off seeking some big extravagant 
already pre-grown tree before we bother planting anything, but I pray that we would look at what's in our hands, Father, and we would use that and we would see the value of that. And we wouldn't hesitate, Lord God, to sow whenever we can. Whenever we get the opportunity, we wouldn't hesitate to sow into the people's lives around us. Thank you, Lord God, that you are a good God and that you love us. I pray you'll bless us. And um, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen.